To urgent care. I am Joel Kim Booster, and who yeah, you are, am I king. At? Your queen, Mitra Jahari. And we are here to help you. We are an advice podcast. We take calls, we take emails, we take text messages, we take DMs. No, we don't. We only take calls and we text only take messages. emails. I know. <laughs> Honey. Um, imagine if we allowed people to text us. What For, chaos that, that we'd, would bring. We'd fully be better help at that yeah. point. <laughs> Talk space. Um, okay. <laughs> Seriously, though, we're so excited to do this podcast for you today. We're coming to you on a Saturday, which is a weird time for us to record. I know. I, I feel like, yeah, we have to be fully transparent. As people, uh, you know, we always love to sort of let our listeners in on the process of making mm-hmm. the podcast. Peek behind the we, curtain. We are, we are pivoting to a Saturday record, which should be interesting. I think be lots, interesting. lots of possibilities. Yeah, lots of, uh, lots of good possibilities. I'll say, coming in after not being on Zoom for eight hours immediately before recording the podcast, pretty iconic. <laughs> it is. It does. It is a very different energy. I feel it already. I feel so alive and so like I'm missing something going on in the world. You know, um, like <laughs> all my friends are at a pool right now and I'm here. Wait, um, a pool? No, I mean, I'm kidding. That's not really what's going on. Oh. But it, doesn't it feel like you're missing out on something by being here? No. (laughs) (laughs) For me, I don't know a lot of people (laughs) where I am. That's right. Um, Well... I'm just, I feel like I'm wearing my Saturday clothes, you know? Like I I'm, know. I'm accessorized. Joel's in, Joel's in I, just a sort of gorgeous white tank. And yeah. I, I'm wearing the most clothing ever worn by a person in, in history. But we do match. <laughs> we are cord. We do, which yeah. is nice. It feels good yeah. when we can when we can be that way. Exactly, because this is famously a visual medium, and we do it, it for the fans. Mitra, how the say- hell are you? You know, I'm good. I went for a nice long walk today, um, right before this, and I walked past a pastry shop and bought four pastries. <laughs> so, um, I've just been sort of working my way through those, un- undoing, undoing uh, my walk. Uh, it's you uh, are so Nicole found- Kidman undoing dot com. Oh my god! If I showed up with that wig one day, oh, what would what what would the people do? <laughs> Um, not no, because it's a podcast, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm having like a very good sort of relaxing day. I did Sydney Washington's podcast this morning, wow. caught her on her vacation. She did. Uh, I, I didn't know that I was, I did it. I did vacation. a show with her. She, we literally did a zoom show together that she still showed up to, even though she's in Jamaica and I could barely be bothered to show up to this. And it's a Saturday afternoon. Just the hottest couple I've ever seen. Yeah. If you don't know who, if you don't know Sydney Washington, look her up on Instagram and look at her because she's gorgeous. So beautiful. The the two of them together iconic, unparalleled. I feel like I talk about Sydney on this podcast. Yeah, you do. I think week. you have a little bit of a crush. Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. How's Seattle? Did you already talk about, <laughs> did you already alert the people that you're in Seattle? Should I I've, not dox you? I think it's okay. I think I've, okay. I think I said it last week, maybe. Okay. I don't remember, but it, but it's okay. Um, yeah, Seattle's great. It's beautiful. I love Seattle and yeah, same. so many good parks and I really love being by water and there are just so many good little parks that kind of are right on the water and mm-hmm. I'm happy. And you love to I'm shoot to straight to the top of the Space Needle. I you went there last time. The space I needle. ate dinner at this at the top of the Space Needle last time I was here. So you fancy bitch. jokes on you. I I I made Alyssa and Shayna to two pals uh, go to the top. They, well, we all wanted to go to the top of the Space Needle, but I I can't say that all of us wanted to eat dinner there. But I really. <laughs> 
I really bent, uh, uh, bent, bent them uh, to my will, and yeah. we we ate dinner at the top of the kneeful. Gleeful at the kneeful. <laughs> I'm feeling gleeful at the kneeful is sort of my catchphrase for being at the space needle. So the city of Seattle is thinking about adopting that. <laughs> but I, I made everybody pose in the photo booth. <laughs> so I have a bunch of fo- we have a lot of we have a lot of s- images Ace and needle. It, it yeah. became an, a, a longer experience, I think, than anyone could have imagined <laughs> with me at the wheel. <laughs> but it's good. Oh, fantastic. It, and like just, um, yeah, being being in a, a newer place. And I haven't been here in like a year and a half. So I'm like, you know, reacquainting myself. Yeah. But it's so fun to just walk around and see see different stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Be indoors in a different city. I mean, amazing. It's incredible. Yeah, to just be sort of staring at a new wall all day long. It's huge. Incredible. And to to bring my podcast mic to another city <laughs> felt so cool. <laughs> so we're saying, no, I'm driving um, because I'll, I'm going to be bringing a microphone. <laughs> Not just because of that. Supplement. But, but it, it, it allowed me to really overpack, which I loved. I brought a lot I, of... It is so... Soothing. You, the um, it's amazing to me, like what I pack when I'm flying versus what I pack when I'm driving. Like, uh, I will go to New York and bring one suitcase for two weeks, but if I'm mm-hmm. going to Palm Springs for a one weekend, I'll bring no less than three bags. I brought eight um, books. Why did I bring books? Yeah. I'm not going to read while I'm here, no. but I brought them. I brought not the a books. Stitch. Not a single <laughs> word. Not a single word. I will not word. touch the books. I brought a cooler. <laughs> Why not? I Why brought. Not? I, I brought a book home with me when I was home and it was like, as though I'm not going to spend all of my time watching shark tank marathons instead of reading this book. Like let's if, be if, real. If you're at home and you're not watching shark 18 tank. hours straight of shark tank, were you, you were you ever even home? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, how are yeah? Okay. Loaded question. I know. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you to Greta for filling in for me last week. Um, adore. Um, you might be hearing some more guest hosts in the future as we figure out this long distance relationship that you and I now currently have in this situation. I know. It's sick. Um, it's, it makes me nauseous. It, yeah. It makes me want to away. throw up. Knowing that you're not just like up. a short drive away. Yeah. <sighs> No more porch time for us for the rest of the summer, basically. That's filthy. Not even the, not the rest of the summer though, because I'm coming back. At Just the, end the rest of, of June. The so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, then so I think we, I'm going to be we, gone. I'm going to be in New York for the rest of the summer. By the time you get here, I'll visit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but I didn't I'm know doing, that. Yeah. I well, it's sort of new. It's sort of new. You're in Seattle. I'll be in New York. It's it's a crazy time. Um, Listen, I'm doing okay. Thank you so much to everybody who reached out about my dad. It's very much appreciated. I really appreciate the support. It's been a hard time, but it was nice. It's the longest time I've spent at home um, in a long time. Obviously not under the best circumstances, but it was good to be home. It was good to um, spend a lot of time with my family. And, and um, you know, I'm feeling energized and I'm feeling ready to be back. I will say, I do you want to hear what happened to me the night before my dad's wake. Yes. Um, I let a man come in my eye and it gave me temporary pink eye. And oh. so I, I arrived at my dad's wake with a giant red eye and everyone was like, Joel, what's wrong? And I said, well, you know, I did cry a lot last night. Yeah. I, I, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, the oh, whole it's time I'm, I'm sad. I'm sad. I mean, it was obviously, but I, yes. the whole time I was like, Oh my God. Now, you know, and there's just so much talk of like, your father's watching you always now. He's watching over you now. And I was like, even last night? <laughs> Sad. No. You know what? No. I he's He wasn't. He wasn't. No. <laughs> yeah. He turned a blind eye to my red eye. Um, it's that. I found out, too, and I told this story um, to Meg Stalter, and she fully believes that sperm, when it reaches eyeballs, acts as though the eye is an egg and tries to fertilize your eye. That was a real thing that someone believed. But it's also one of those things where it's like when you say it, I'm like, sure. Could be true. <laughs> I mean, could be well. true. Yeah. I mean, I this know. is the thing. Like, I always wonder what sperm does when it's in the butt. You know, like, what do, do they get in there? And they're like, where is it? Where, where's the egg? Well, yeah, it's like the, 
you're like you're you're swimming in a cave and then you real you realize there's nowhere to come up for air but you're like but it's got to be it's got to be gotta somewhere be I, yeah, I just yeah. came in through that <laughs> it's my i actually i think it's very star wars where they think they're in a cave but they're really in a worm you know they're sort of like <gasps> they've thrown they've flown into the maw of something terrible uh that's what that's what i sort of picture for my sperm yeah um, that's beautiful I, I dream big Aww. for them i dream big for them yeah <laughs> Aww, and I, so I, I, I'm always sort of thinking about what my sperm is thinking about because I grew <laughs> up in I grew up in a Toy Story household. I anthropomorphize everything, you know, everything when I'm not looking has a personality and a story, including my sperm. So creative. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> um, well, I think we should get up uh, to our cup dates because we've got two long ones. Um, one of them. Referring to a call from when I was not here, which is very jarring. It's very jarring to read cup dates about bloody assholes when you weren't here to address the bloody asshole. I know. I I did. I but I picked it because I I really think that's like so Greta's wheelhouse. And yeah. I just no. 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 To no. I mean, she bone. famously when she <laughs> called in for advice of her own, it was about her bloody asshole. Well, so. we talked about that. We yeah. really, we really, we really got into it. But I was like, you know, I I know for sure as I'm curating something for Greta to enjoy that she can knock this out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> a real, a real T-ball sort of setup for Greta. Yeah. 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 Make her feel at home. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> but then she had um, sort well, of that- a, I will say if you haven't listened to it, Joel, she had sort of a, a moment where she was like, do I need to like talk about poop less? <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> Why? No. Why would she think that? In our house? Never. No, no. <laughs> no, we are. We love to talk about poop here. Um, we do. But we have a cup date. This is a. This is an oldie. Um, this is from five foot, uh, five dollar foot wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, well, let's just listen to it, shall we? Of course. Hi, Joel Mitra. This is five dollar foot wrong with a follow up. Um, I'm the one who my ex roommate was stalking my Instagram stories. Yeah, this one's from the archives. Uh, <laughs> So I uh, failed at being messy. Uh, I'm lawful neutral, probably at best, and I think that's something I just have to accept about my personality. So I did actually take one kind of advice that you gave me. I soft-blocked her, and since then, which is, I don't know how many months ago, I have almost forgotten her entire existence. So <laughs> zooming out, it's so deranged that we have access to people's lives on social media um, it's really not normal, and I think we just love to suffer and, like, bathe in pain. So that's probably what I was doing. Um, honestly, I just kind of missed all the gossip and dramatics of human life that COVID destroyed over the past year. Uh, this podcast has actually really filled that niche because all I really want is to eavesdrop on people's problems so that I can remember that life is still happening. And... uh I got to ask for that ex-roommate. Like, I just wish her well, like, genuinely. Anyway, thanks for your advice and laughter, and I really appreciate y'all. Thanks. So I'll be real honest here, Mitra. I don't remember this person, nor her problem. Um, I feel like it was someone who, like, was wronged by a roommate, and then their roommate was, like, getting in touch with them online or something along those lines and it was driving them crazy i i or that's what i was able to sort of glean from this um but it was from a long long time ago um so but but what what is really compelling about this is that this person seems to have like unlocked a level of life that i'll never reach (laughs) (laughs) because it sounds like not only did they soft block this person are they just like offline completely yeah Based I mean, on the rest re- of their thing, I'm like she really unravels um, in the midst of the cup date. Um, she goes from I soft block to what is the, the sort of the meaning behind social media and all of our lives, which you got to celebrate. That's Great why question. I put this in because I was at first I was like I don't remember this person, so maybe we shouldn't talk about it. But it was so compelling to hear a person talk about zooming out and looking at social media from a global perspective. And really, um, I found that powerful. And I found that powerful that she was able to let go of her uh, grudge against her ex-roommate and and just sort of let live, you know? It helps when you're not seeing them all the time on the internet. It really does. I celebrate the soft block. Soft block. It's so painless. Mm -hmm. And no one, rarely does anyone ever even know that it happened to them. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, 
it's really hard to get offline, but then when you do it, it feels great. The times when I've completely done it, I feel amazing. And then I'm like, well, it's important that I get back on Instagram. (laughs) You'll never Um, find me getting off social media, I don't think. I'm off Twitter again, feeling great. (laughs) I I celebrate that. I will say, I have to say that like Twitter was so detrimental to my mental health while I was dealing with my my dad um, passing away because um, I made the mistake of of, uh, kicking the hornet's nest that is the online Barb community. And um, it was so wild to have Barb's coming for you as you're going through like a catastrophic life event (laughs) online. And I was like, why did I do this? Why am I putting myself through this? Why am I dealing with the death of a family member and Barb's at the same time? It felt very masochistic. And yet I did not deactivate. I stayed on Twitter and I I read every single comment. It's hard. I I mean... Yeah, I, I've I've sort of been like getting rid of it for months at a time and then popping back in for like four days and having my fun and then getting out. But it is just like painful and anxiety inducing. Yeah, and I'll but never leave. at the end of the day, we love that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have another cup date. This one is from, we got a lot of cup dates about Bloody Donut. So this person, uh, Joel, just so you know, there's blood every time they wipe. Uh, and I gleamed that, and I'm I'm praying for that person. We yes, I'm, thoughts I'm and prayers, but holding them in my <laughs> thoughts um, as we speak. We got a lot of responses from um, people about this. I'm only choosing this one because um, it covers most. Most everyone was sort of just agreeing with the advice that you guys gave, um, and yes. this person has a little bit more um, to give. So let's listen to this update. Hi, Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel, and also Greta. Um, I am calling uh, to give a little bit of medical advice to Bloody Donut from this week's mm-hmm. episode. Um, in order to clear up the sort of like rawness and sort of like bad sort of skin feeling that um, this person is experiencing, um, I recommend saline slash just uh, warm salt water uh, that for areas of the body that are really moist, aka the the butthole and the sweat and the things that happen between the cheeks, um, using a uh, saline solution to dry it out actually will help the skin heal faster. I also also think that your advice to get a bidet was a great idea because I have one and I fucking love it. All right. Have a good day. Love you guys. Short and sweet and simple and love saline it. rinse. Never heard of it, but I love it and I celebrate it. And Never I Never heard of it. Sounds like science to me. Sounds like science. When and I hear when I hear saline, I go saline mm-hmm. drip. I recognize that from like medical dramas. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it must be good. Yeah, <laughs> it absolutely must. And I have to say too, as some well, and I have not done a saline rinse on my butt area, but I have added saline. Uh, like I've salinated my douches before. So you know is, what I, saline does. Yeah. yeah well, but like. All I know is that so I take one of my 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 neti pot my neti pot um, salt packets and mm-hmm. I put it in the douche water before I douche and I I think that it just balances things out in there is more okay. you know I don't know the science behind saline but I do agree with this person that it does seem to help great so and I cosign. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds awesome. As always, Mitra is signing on to things she does not understand. I oh, the place that I'm staying has a tushy, and I've never had one of those before, and I love it. Is your life changed? Yes. I mean, I had like used one before, but just like having it sort of in the rotation, I'm I'm sold, and I'm yeah. a fan for life. Yeah, you got to get one. It's really easy. We got to get them as a sponsor. Um, though the amount that they've sort of come up, I go. Where are you, Tushy? Yeah, we'll we'll reach out. We'll reach out. Although, you know, pure for did, men. Did that ever materialize? I don't know. <laughs> I don't somebody think they somebody ever... wrote somebody wrote in and was like, I was listening to an old episode where you said that pure for men was going to sponsor you, and then it sort of fell through the cracks. And we need to, Chelsea. We need to reach out because they were interested, and we give them so much free press, anyways, that it seems <laughs> sort of unfair that they're not paying us money i know we were we were told that they wanted us and then they never actually showed up for, we, were we, were we were ghosted yeah. by pure for men we were ghosted by pure for men we were ghosted by pure for men it is kind of Terrible. amazing though because 
Because I do think there's a world where we just end the podcast when we get pure for men. <laughs> yeah, that might be it. We've been sort of talking about like, what's the natural end point? Like, what's the wh- wh- how do we close the loop on this narrative? And yeah, when we're when we're big enough for pure for men. Yeah, that is sort of the Chekhov's gun of our podcast. Our is, white whale kind yeah. of. <laughs> <laughs> like we mentioned pure for men in the first act and in the second act, we'll get the, the sponsorship and that's when things will end. For us. Well, in the second act, we'll get the sponsorship, and then the third act, it'll really go to our heads and ruin our lives. Yeah, and the, vi- yeah, the yeah, vibe yeah. will get so bad that Earwolf will be like, for the for the safety of the hosts, we have to pull the plug. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. It would be really funny if this podcast destroyed our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> and then we wrote, and then we wrote competing miniseries for. I wrote it for Hulu. You write yours for Netflix about the dissolution of our friendship from our own point of views. And it's all about this podcast. Can you imagine? I I was telling um, Caleb Heron when we did Spawn for his podcast that I was going to talk really bad shit about him. But like (laughs) say really nice things about Shelby, his (laughs) co-host. Perfect. So that's something we could do. On that note, um, let's take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll get into your calls and your emails. Woohoo! And we're back? And we're back. And okay. we're continuing to ride this wave of Saturday energy. And let's see how it affects our advice, honestly. I wonder if we'll, it'll feel looser, sort of freer, sort of less tethered by an early bedtime and early rise time that we usually are forced to reckon with on Tuesday nights when we normally record. Beautiful sentence. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. Um, Chelsea, please play the call. Hi, Joel and Mitra. Mitra and Joel. I'm going to get this out of the way. Uh, Joel, you can sit on my face. Mitra, you can watch. Okay. Uh, so, let me break this down. Uh, we're talking to this guy for a month via voice uh, text, uh, voice memo text uh, in January. We met up on the 27th and went on a three-day weekend to his lake house. Uh, yes, that was the first time that we made up. Psycho vibes. Uh, so after that, we've been talking literally every single gay day. <laughs> uh, he just moved here from L.A. He was on Long Island with his parents, and he just moved into the city uh, about a few days ago. Now, we've been talking every day and uh, all day long, and he keeps harping on that he wants to be single, which is fine. I was like, okay, he just moved to New York. He's a gay man. He probably just wants to run around and fuck. Understood. But all of his actions don't match up with that. Like, he's asking me what furniture to pick out. He's having me cook him meals. He slipped and said, our bedroom the other day. And I was like, your bedroom. And he was like, the Royal R, which I think we can all agree is not a thing. So... He's looking into my eyes. He's look. I catch him looking at me from across the room and smiling all the time. It's all very boyfriend shit. And he's still like, oh, I don't, I'm worried cause that I'm going to hurt you. And I just don't know. Should I just play long game here and kind of just like let him do his thing or what? I'm very confused. Uh, help. Okay. Long okay. game. Boyfriend shit. Um, these are things that are, are sticking The royal... The royal we, well, boyfriend shit, royal flush. Um, oh, ah, wow. Okay. <laughs> the royal flush. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when a name is like actually like good and clever, it's like <laughs> wait, so we, we were capable of this all along the whole time. <laughs> Why don't we do this for every call? I wonder. Instead of being like. New York guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to say to Royal Flush, like, I completely understand where this other guy is coming from. Because I do this to men all the time where I'm like, I don't want to. I'm not. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. And yet I will text you all day, every day until you try to nail me down, in which case that's when I'll finally flee. So I think you're in a bad situation. And you should, I, you're more than welcome to play the long game, but just don't hold your breath. This will ever change, is what I will say. Yeah, I, it, 
I understand totally like where this other person is coming from in terms of like, you know, moving to a new city and wanting to like hoe around and not be locked down. But also it's like you can't it, it's like you can't have your cake and eat it, too. You can't have a you, like, I mean, he can he's doing it, but yeah, it's not fair it. to our caller. Like, Mm-mm. clearly he wants the security of someone who walks and talks like a boyfriend without actually having to have any of the responsibility while boyfriend drag that's what it is boyfriend drag it's boyfriend drag and it's not fair because you know it, it it's just not and you have to you just have to it, it just like you're you're gonna hit your wall sooner rather than later yeah. i hope and hopefully um have get in a big fight and figure out uh what you need to do. you can't force this guy to be your boyfriend but no. he's acting like your boyfriend and he's like in not i'm not going to say like I, I don't know he's leading you on i think um, mileage may vary on how cuz like it sounds like you are actually getting what you need out of this right now but i have a feeling that mileage is going to vary very much for you in in three to four months, especially because here's actually, you know what is funny, Mitra, I'm in sort of a similar situation that I was FaceTiming you about recently. Yes, and that's why when when this when this came up in the doc, I went, huh. Huh, exactly. <laughs> and, wow. And what 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 you told me is what and what we sort of discussed is what I'm gonna say to this person, which is I say you ride this out until New York is somewhat open. This summer mm-hmm. when things are starting to open up. Cause I think that's what, that's what's going on here is this person can't really hoe around in New York right now. The bars aren't open to fully, you know, the, the regular avenues to go out and meet gay men is not happening in New York right now. So he's clinging to you for now. And he, what I'm sure his friends are telling him is just wait, like keep you on the hook until the summertime and then things can really pop off and you'll see how you feel then. And so I guess to you, I say like, do that, do that. And then like, really like when things change in the world and things and the world is open again, that's when I think the watershed moment will come and you'll need to make a decision. But I think like the, the guy that our caller is dating is certainly not going to like want to want to like settle down with our caller once Mm -mm. things open up. So I think, but, but I think, yeah, like if you're, if you're enjoying this and and you're okay right now, then there's, there's no reason not to continue doing something you enjoy. But if, if you're truly feeling like shit about this person continuing to go out and date people and and it is a weird feeling, then I don't think it's going to get better as things start to open up. That's sort of where I'm at, too, is that you will feel like shit eventually. Mm -hmm. You'll feel like shit either now when you end things with someone that you like or you'll feel like shit in six months when he's dating somebody else or sleeping with other people and sort of flaunting that in your face. And and I just think like you need to make a decision on whether or not you want to feel shitty now for a little bit or feel shitty in six months when you're even more invested. Yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it. It's I don't think it's going to naturally it naturally heal itself. Uh mm-hmm. like it in my experience it's very difficult to force someone to date you. <laughs> and yeah. then even when they are dating you, it can feel bad. <laughs> so yeah. um I've certainly been in this situation. I've sort of forced the monogamy hand and um, it, it really actually didn't pay off, surprisingly, mm. to force someone to be with me. <laughs> <laughs> Randomly, um, I don't recommend. Yeah. <laughs> um, so but, I'm sorry, but but also things are about to fucking pop off. For so you too, yeah. For you as well. So... You know, maybe now's the time to set him free and get have your have your uh, solo morning journey so you can come out of 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 the covid land and just suck and fuck all the live long day. Yeah. And, and of course, fall in love. Yeah. And of course. <laughs> and of fall course, in fall in love. love. <laughs> Shall Good we luck. move on to our next email? Mm-hmm. OK, I think. And I think you should read it. I would love to. Hey, squad, including Heather, of course. (laughs) (laughs) And what is Heather's role in the restaurant, do we think? Supplier? Like a vendor? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's our BevMo vendor. Uh... (laughs) Okay, our vendor. Um, And we, we celebrate her. So here's the deal. My boyfriend and I have been together for six years, and our relationship is honestly really solid. There's just one thing that's not so perfect, his parents. 
I don't like them. They're unapologetic Trump. <laughs> okay. They're unapologetic Trump voters. And despite my efforts to avoid talking politics, they're the type of people who like to push your buttons. We've gotten into enough arguments for them to know where we disagree, yet they make no effort to keep their views to themselves, despite expecting us to do the same. When we push back slash try to have an actual discussion, they become so condescending and combative in a way that makes me and my boyfriend very uncomfortable. Also, they always want to play games that I'm bad at, and his dad's trash talk towards me is really not nice. I'm trying my best. I'm just not a competitive person, lol. They don't live very far, and if they had their way, shout out Subway, we would visit them every other weekend. COVID be damned. They won't let it, quote, control their life. Our relationship was totally fine when we lived farther away, but when we're in their space, that's when it gets hardest to deal with them. I know these people are going to be in my life, and I know that I'm allowed to avoid them as much as I can, so that's what I'm doing. But they still live in my head rent-free. So often I catch myself rehashing old fights in my head and imagining what Fox News bullshit I'll have to deal with next time. I think about them so much, I'm emailing you about it. I'd appreciate any tips for getting them out of my head and ways to feel better about my relationship with them slash focus on the good. Love the pod. Have an awesome day. I'm sorry this was so long. Okay. Not even close to our longest email. This was gorgeous. I would say this is a yeah. gorgeous length. <laughs> yeah, this is this is part of your problem. I think is that you 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 apologize too much. You aren't com- you aren't competitive, and that's in this showing here. Well, well, they're clearly more competitive than they think because they're comparing themselves to these other. They're <laughs> ranking themselves. <laughs> ranking themselves low though. Um, okay, so we've got Trump in laws, non competitive d- person. Um, Living, they are they're 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 sort of an anti landlord. They're letting someone live in their head rent free, uh, <laughs> which is they've sort of abolished rent um, for their heads, which is beautiful. Um, yeah, like tenants, the tenants union. Tenants <laughs> <laughs> union. Um, tenants, Parents uh, union. <laughs> the, the parents union. I missed you so much. Um, I mean, happy to keep going. Yeah, I think we should. Um, Great. Again, we know we're going to get somewhere better. Yeah. I mean, there's okay, like they rent play games. control, rent control. Parent control. Um, <laughs> what is the pun? I don't understand. Parent pa- rent control. And then you capitalize the pair R. Rent. Oh, pair rent control. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Parent okay. control. <laughs> you, ha- you just have to say it right. Parent control. Parent control. <laughs> and if you call in and you want to do a cup date, you have to say it correctly or we won't play it. Parent control. Parent control. <laughs> if you say parent control, we'll go, I, I, I don't, I don't think know that was one of the. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Are you sure you were you listening to like an older episode that we don't remember? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing um, like gaslighting our listeners. <laughs> yeah. um, what do you think? What should this person do? Okay. Um, I mean, it's the good thing is it seems like the boyfriend is definitely like understanding and on our emailer side, which I think mm-hmm. is crucial in these kinds of matters. Um, so, God, I don't know. I mean. Here, I mean, if if you say that you have control over how much you see them, I do really think you need to do some Pavlovian training here, which is like, leave. Like, anytime that they get rude, you leave. And mm-hmm. you start to teach them that, that they can't treat you that way, which I think is like a really outrageous way to act. Um, but it, when someone's acting outrageously towards you, you need to act outrageous, equally outrageously towards them. Um, yeah, I think, I think having an exit plan every time you go kind of or like having a language with your boyfriend to be like this if this happens you need to help me evacuate the building (laughs) as soon as possible and i think Um, what you do is you corner the dad you corner the dad and you say (laughs) your son i'm inside of him <laughs> on a nightly basis, and I, I don't mean to presume what the positioning is, but just for it, it's more horrific if you position your boyfriend as the bottom to your to his father, um, and say, <laughs> and just sort of like you you know, because like if he wants to get competitive, that's the competition right there, honey. You say I'm inside your son, and if you and and if you continue to speak to him that way, you'll never be invited over again. Problem solved. <laughs> I will say I have I have people like this in my life that I can't avoid seeing. Um, mm-hmm. And the most 
powerful way that I have found to deal with them is a just uh when they're going at me just be on my phone (laughs) just ignore or just be just you know fights are worth it sometimes sometimes they're not there are some relatives where I'll sort of have it out if I but sometimes I'm just like I just don't have the energy to do this and I'm getting time with certain relatives that I love and I love spending time with and I'm not going to waste my time with those great relatives fighting with the others or whatever it is, but which doesn't sound like that's what this is, but all that to say, just go, okay, what? Like, don't fight back, I guess. Like, yeah. And, and don't play games. If you don't like playing games with them, then just refuse to play games. I would also I say, like, say, bring a game that you love. Like yeah. if, if they're, if they're really into games and you hate the games they play, bring a game that you enjoy playing. Like, I, I think there are things you can do to make these easier that to aren't just like completely shut down. Like mm-hmm. f- maybe if the, maybe that could, I, I don't, I don't think you're ever going to have like the best, most fulfilling relationship of your life, but you're right. Like these are your boyfriend's parents. And as long as you're with your boyfriend that you will probably have to be around these people. So I don't know, find, find, find a game you can both play that, that, that is like very, I don't know, some, something that you enjoy. Yeah, I was going to say, too, um, maybe lean into the <laughs> rent-free aspect of their living situation right now and sort of can port yourself, like, play the game over email a little bit. Like, just inundate them with think pieces and op-eds from the na- <laughs> the nation and, um, you know, uh, uh, Jacobin and every, you know, left-leaning magazine you can. And, and have those discussions over email, which I find, like, when I'm having arguments with people in my family that are political it's so much easier to do it in writing than it is to have it in person and you sort of train people to talk to you um over email and then by the time that you get in front of them they're so exhausted they can't they don't (laughs) want to talk about politics anymore with you because you sort of annoyed them so much over email that they stop so maybe if it's it's a fun way to replay and you know like you don't if you're replaying the arguments in your head so much then like Return to them over email and say, hey, I something I, I thought like really if you if they're not going to stop engaging with you, no matter how much you shut down, then just engage with them tenfold mm-hmm. and really annoy the shit out of them. <laughs> and maybe they'll stop. I think also um, <laughs> a blo- we say this every time, but if you're not in therapy, therapy is a great place for, for this kind of stuff to go. So you're not just. Because I'm sure you're like, you can't talk about it with your partner the way that you want to. And maybe your friends are tired of it. So, you know, with this kind of stuff that these sort of spirals. Also, journaling helps me a lot with things that I'm angry about. (laughs) I'm 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 a big journaler and things lose a little bit of power sometimes if you write them down. So and then you can also go nuclear and move. Um, I find that that is a lovely solution to a lot of these problems is just move. Um, I moved very far away and, um, it really made it so that our time together is precious. And so we don't talk about politics anymore because we're just don't see each other often enough. So, um, I think that can be a really good solution for you is if you move across the country because of their ways. (laughs) You definitely can go whenever you want. You don't yeah. have to. And, and your boyfriend can go by himself, too. You don't always have to go. Yeah. Like, that's also something that I think is important is like, you know, my family loves my boyfriend and I still don't bring my boyfriend everything with my family. Sometimes you just hang out with your fa- It's not that big of a deal. Like, yeah. I, if you don't want to go, don't go. Just like pay your respects on like whatever big holidays that feel massively important or whatever. And mm-hmm. maybe that will help like you said, make things feel more precious mm-hmm. or yeah. blow it up. <laughs> blow it up. I always like to, the blow it up option. <laughs> Should we do our next call? I think so. Great. Hi, Joel and Mitra. Mitra and Joel. I do love you both equally, but Joel gets 51%. Mitra, you get 49 <laughs> Okay. Um, I'm a 57-year-old man, uh, gay man. I actually got divorced four years ago. Um, I was in a relationship for three and a half years with um, the man of my future who had a real problem with my family. He didn't, I had adult children. He didn't want me to really have a relationship with them. He refused them. I ended up for three, the past three years going to any family events alone, everybody knowing I'm gay, but 
without him and just talking about him. So he broke up because he cheated on me, got therapy, still in therapy. Good. And now I have a new man that's interested in me that we've been talking a lot. We went out a few times. Um, but what do I do with my family? Do I just kind of ease him into it? Do I show him pictures? Um, since my kids are supportive of my, my gay life, I feel like I don't have any secrets, but I don't want to chase them away. Any help you could be would be great. Um, you both can sit on my face, but just one at a time. Thanks. <laughs> so polite. That's just so one fair. at a time. That's so yeah, fair. Yeah, that is so fair. Um, <laughs> Wow. And so everyone at this point, up until this point, has been accepting both at once. Yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting. Interesting. Very, the most pragmatic caller I think we've ever exactly. had. Exactly. <laughs> very polite. Very polite. Um, I love okay, this caller. So I do. I like this caller as well. I'm actually, because of the 51% and 49%, I'm getting very Shark Tank vibes um, <laughs> from him. Um, so I'd like to start there. Um, he has a secret family. Um <laughs> Um, okay, secret family vibes. Who who in like I'm trying to think of people in media who have had secret families. Why do I feel like secret family comes up so much, but now I'm having a complete I'm drawing a complete Brett blank. Um, okay, new boyfriend. Um hiding from the family. Um my gay life. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm not, I'm sorry. I really left you hanging. I, I gave you shark tank and then I left the chat. Um, um Mr. Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> Mr. Wonderful. Can this be Mr. Wonderful? <laughs> um, I, I think there needs to be one other thing about it that to make it, um, sort of an urgent care official name. Okay. Um, Mistress um, Wonderful. Mistress, Mistress Wonderful. <laughs> That's all I think of with with things being urgent care. I go, what's sort of different? Doctor Wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's also Lori Grenier. There's Barbara Mangrum, or not Barbara Mangrum. What's her? What's her name? Barbara Corcoran. Corcoran. Wait, what's Lori's last name? Grenier. I never knew what Lori's last name. I guess I didn't know what any of them. Oh, and then Robert is the one with the blue eyes. Robert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damon. Gay men. <laughs> game and wonderful. Game and, game and wonderful. Okay, game and it's wonderful. It's very gamander. Yeah. <laughs> game, wait, what is Damon's last name? Because that I think will should right, be it. Damon Shark Tank. Damon John. Game and John. Game and John. Game and John. Okay. Game and John. Okay. There we go. We landed right. on it. Um, this is crazy to me. You have to, t- you, you literally have to sp- press pause on this podcast immediately and tell this person that you have ch- adult children. Like yeah. the longer you wait to reveal your, your family's not going away. This man certainly might, but your family never will. And so mm-hmm. you need to t- tell him sooner rather than later that you have three adult children. It's also, it's the best kind of kids. Kids you don't have to raise. Exactly. <laughs> They're all done, babe. Fully They're cooked. All done. <laughs> the, the entree's already at the table, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's clear that you're very scarred by this past relationship. Yes. And and I'm so glad that you're in therapy because of that. But it you need to like a live omission of this size will feel like a lie when the person finds out about it if you keep it for too long. So I yeah, do think and- you need to Really, I mean, ease him in. Sure, you don't need to bring him to a family event right away, but be like, "Hey, did I mention that I have three adult children? Here are their pictures." Is <laughs> a perfectly fine thing to do, I think. Yes, and and I, you know, I think in that since it's something that you haven't revealed already, I think just be clear to him why you are so hesitant to share this and like why it is so scary um, because of your past relationship, and hopefully, I I think. Finding that out late in the game is um, it's going to be like a conversation, but it's one worth having if you're serious about this person, Um, because you can't keep a big a big secret like it's you're holding it back because you've been hurt, but it will feel like you are keeping something massive because Mm -hmm. it is a a massive part of your life and who you are that you're not sharing with this person. Um, 
And hopefully they'll be really excited to meet them. And it's great that your kids are supportive. And I think I'm sure I hope everyone's really excited to meet each other. But I think you really need to prioritize having this conversation sooner rather than later. Yeah. And again, like you do not have to like tell him that he has to have any part. Like he doesn't have to come to a family event right away. He doesn't have there is no expectation here on him to do anything to or with your family. But I think it's important pieces of uh, an important piece of information that I would want to know if I were about to take a lover. For sure. And I mean, especially if it, if it, if it becomes serious, it's like the, an, a good partner would want to meet people who are important to their partner, yeah. like period. Like even if, even if it's not like we're going to be best friends and I'm going to teach them how to fish or whatever, it's like <laughs> you're, you're still, you still want to be like, I wouldn't, I would never want to be with someone who didn't want to meet my family. Like, yeah. if, because I love my family. Like I'm, I'm sure there are people who don't feel that way, but it, if your kids are very important to you, your partner should want to meet your exactly. kids. So, and if you're afraid of how they're going to react, then, you know, that's, this should be a deal breaker for you at the end of the day. Like if they're going to react negatively to you having a family, then ultimately I don't think it's worth it. So you yeah. want to find that out sooner rather than later anyways. I think you should lead with them. I think you should have them all on your pro, your grinder profile with you. All three of them. Family <laughs> photos, including baby photos. And when people ask you for a picture of your dick, you say, here's my son. Okay. <laughs> Why aren't you asking about my son? My gorgeous son. My smart baseball son. <laughs> <laughs> I hope field hockey daughter (laughs) field hockey. Oh, the two genders, baseball son and field hockey daughter. (laughs) And of course my science Olympiad daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Very important. And it can fit all, all of it can fit in your dating profile. So good luck to you. We hope you um, let us know how it goes. We really want to hear because we're invested in you now. We are. Deeply. Like a shark is in a baby business. And I actually would like to invest 51%. Uh, f- I would like a 51% stay, share, stake, uh, valued at an album. <laughs> 250000 Mitra, you have a deal. Dun, 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 dun. Sort of the ultimate mashup. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're going to take a a little break. And when we come back, we will finish out with the rest of your calls and emails. And we're back. And guess what, Joel? Guess what, Joel? What? We got a call. Oh, no. Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra, love you both equally. But I did put Mitra first because um, it's National Women's Month. Thank you. Surprise, surprise, I am a bisexual woman. (laughs) It almost goes without saying at this point. So I'm looking for advice about a little roommate debacle. We're super close and we're great roommates, but she's taking that big step of moving in with her boyfriend at the end of this summer. So we only have a few months left living together. Anyway, uh, when we moved out of our last place, the two of us took a painting that our landlord had put up in the hallway. Our old landlord treated us really horribly throughout the pandemic, so this is just kind of his karma, I think. Um, We both adore this painting, and everyone who comes over compliments it the second they walk in, and we we just love it so much. The other night, we were discussing who's going to get the painting when she moved out, and we got into an argument. I suggested we try to outbid each other for it, but she didn't think that's fair because I do make more money than her. She said she's entitled to it because she hung it up, to which I said I never asked you to do that. (laughs) So neither one of us are really entitled to it since we found it together. So we're kind of at a stalemate, and we don't really know how to decide fairly who gets this painting. Um, I would really appreciate your suggestions, both chaotic and sincere. I really, really want this painting, but I don't want to hurt our relationship since we are so close. Thank you for making the past several months just a little bit better. I look forward to Thursdays every week just to hear this award-winning podcast. <laughs> and of course, you are both welcome to sit on my face at any time. Wow. 
Wow. Beautiful. I love this call. I lo- this is like, this is approaching green M&M territory for me because this is so stupid. Nothing will hit that high for me, but I, no. I do love this call. It's um, adjacent though <laughs> for me. Um, yes. Okay. So we've got a painting, um, Michelangelo da Vinci, um, um, George O'Keefe. Uh, yes. The only painters I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. George O'Keefe. Puns are hard today. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Puns are hard today. Because um, I know we've already done Georgia O'Queef, so we can't go we there again. We must have. We must have. <laughs> if we haven't, we we spiritually have. I know. I know we have. <laughs> I ab- absolutely know we have. Um, um, who are some other painters? Degas. Degas. Jackson Pollock. Um... um how about um, Monet? Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, show me the Monet. <laughs> show me the Monet. Okay. There we go. <laughs> okay. Show me the Monet. Okay. Show me the Monet. Show me the Monet. She does make more money than her roommate. So that That's is sort of where I was coming from. Show yeah. me the Monet. Um. <laughs> Can we shorten it? Can we? Uh, <laughs> Show me the Monet. Look, we can, not every not everyone can be title of it. No, not everyone can, and not everyone will, and this one certainly won't be. Um, <laughs> we'll see. It's not our. Oh well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and in, in, in fact, we I'm not sure we've come up with a better one than Show Me the Monet yet. I feel like I your mean, first one was cute, and I don't remember what it was, but it felt good. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. Well, July. It's up to you now. So here's what my suggestion is, and this is a real one. I think you need to go full King Solomon, baby. Full King Solomon. You say, hey, bitch, let's saw this painting in half. And I was going to say us, cut it in half, too. Both of us get a half of the painting. And whichever one of you <laughs> decides that it's too, not you're not willing to cut it in half gets to keep the painting because you love it more. Oh, that's what that is? That's, what, that's, what King, that's King Solomon, babe. Didn't know. Um, <laughs> love that. Um also, I I think you should just cut it in half. It's not <laughs> that important. Um, or you could do like, but I I don't think this will work. You one of you gets it for a year, the one, and then you I give it to the other one for a year. Well. Yeah. You could do like sort of Shared a custody, custody. agreement mm-hmm. with the painting. But like mm-hmm. I said, I, someone's gonna forget, or it's gonna feel like, wait, really? You really want it? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's just gonna continue the same annoying conversation that you're having now i think you should fucking cut it in half or i think you should give it to someone that you both like i don't care like because she doesn't deserve it for hanging it up you don't deserve it for having more money cut here's it in half. the thing it's not though, worth it here's the thing i'm really on your side monet because i think you deserve it and i think this is the play this is the play here is you start to cry you start to cry heaving sobs heavy sobs in front of the painting and you go you have everything. You have a boyfriend. Okay? <laughs> and that alone does, should get you the painting. Does this person? Is this in there or were you sort of creating a world? No, no, no. She's moving. The roommate is moving out to move in with her boyfriend. Oh, then she should. Our caller should definitely, definitely get the painting. Get it. Our caller is getting the painting. End of story. Play this for your roommate. Your roommate doesn't deserve it. You get the painting. She's, she's getting with the boyfriend. She's moving into a, a, a into an apartment with her boyfriend. She has everything. You have nothing. Bye, okay? bitch. You, you get have the nothing painting. but the painting. <laughs> you have nothing but the painting. Okay. Yes. And you need to make that clear to her in a way. Waterworks. Okay. You I need want to cry. Theatrics. I want full blown theatrics. I want, I want you to invest in those drops that you put in your eyes that make you look like you're crying. Yeah, glycerin. Yes. Wow, you just are like knowing the liquids today. <laughs> <laughs> knowing the liquid vibes. Um, yeah, you've earned it. It's you've yours. Earned it. You're lonely. You're sad. If you have a boyfriend, break up with him so that you can even add more to your case. You're sad. You've broken up with your boyfriend. You need the painting. Make up something okay. horrible. Yeah. And be like, make, yeah. you know what would make me feel so much better is if I had the painting. <laughs> yeah, quite honestly, she's the one moving out. It just makes the most sense that the painting stays where it is because she's the one who's moving. I agree. Sorry. Bye.
Okay, here we go. Okay. We've got another email, and this one I will read. Okay. Okay. Hi, Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel. I'm a 25-year-old queer, non-binary, AMAB, pronouns they, he. I've been in a relationship with my current partner, cis gay male, since late 2019, and due to the pandemic, we ended up moving in together just after a few months of dating. This was, this is meant, oops, ah! This has meant that we have spent the uh, the majority of our still young relationship cohabitating while we're still learning about each other. Recently, my boyfriend told me that he has a kink for wearing diapers and that he wants me to participate. To be clear, I'm totally cool with his fetish and I'm not interested in yucking anyone's yum, but I'm having a hard time getting on board. Maybe it's because I'm the oldest of five kids and have changed more diapers than I could count, but nothing about wearing or using diapers appeals to me erotically. But I also feel like if I resist it, Will, it will alter our relationship and he will feel like he's being rejected. Any advice for how to handle this situation would be greatly appreciated. Both of you can feel free to sit on my face if you're ever in the Milwaukee area. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, oh my God, I almost said their full name. We should bleep um, that even just bleep that. Yeah, just even the first <laughs> syllable of their name. Stop including your names, people. You're just asking for it. You're just asking for me to make that mistake. Um, <laughs> Ryan, Thank you, down. first and last name. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've got a babysitter's club sort of vibe here. Um, um, it doesn't want to yuck anyone's Baby yum. shitter's club. <laughs> Gorgeous. Let's do it. <laughs> I, my picture's going to be the yum yucker. <laughs> I love baby shitter's club. Okay. Um, what do you think, Joel? I think you need here's the thing is when you get into sexual needs beyond what was established when you first met, I do think it's fair for you to have the conversation and you don't mention it here. And for me, it's obvious, which is allow him to explore this fetish on his own outside of your relationship and you do not have to participate in it. And you, I think that is like for me and I know people who have, fetishes that are too extreme for their partners and that's what they do Mm -hmm. and i think that that is a conversation that you should have if you're comfortable with doing non-monogamy because here's the 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 only other option is is one of two things you participate in a fetish that you are not erotically into or you have you force your partner to stifle this and or play solo with this fetish um until the dissolution of your relationship right i mean there's clearly uh, a lot of communication and trust in your relationship to be able to like feel safe enough to communicate th- your partner's kinks. I mean, it, and it's, I think it's wonderful that you're accepting of your partner's kinks. And I think that's a great option because what you don't want is to, yeah, to, to be part like a loving partner doesn't want to explore their kinks in a way that makes, makes their partner feel uh, like, I don't know. I bet your boyfriend doesn't want you to do it either if you don't enjoy it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, and if it's, if there's just no way that in your head where you're like, there is no way that this will work for me, then you shouldn't do it. it, I, I will say though, there is some leeway. I think every, every couple goes through this. And I think that we're treating this slightly differently because of the sort of taboo nature of this, this kink. Um, but here's the thing, like, I've been in relationships where I do things sexually that n- aren't necessarily for me, but it brings me great pleasure to do them for my partner. And mm-hmm. I wonder, like, if you have tried this yet and see if maybe that, even though it doesn't appeal to you sexually, like, we all make little, but I, little but sacrifices I, sexually. Little but sacrifices this email, everywhere. I do... <laughs> But reading this email, it does sound like our emailer is like not into it. Like yeah. it, I think there there are certainly things where I'm like, yeah, like I I'm not like obsessed with this, but I love seeing my boyfriend love it. <laughs> like it's yeah. fun. It's fun. That is fun, and like I can I can I'm into that. Like I I I there is it it actually comes around to a point where I am actually really into it. And I, but I, but I think there's that, that's very different from something that like makes you uncomfortable or just 
full stop does not turn you on. Like I can, there are things that are like sort of on the edge for me where I can like teeter into it, turning me on, especially with like a loving partner or whatever. But there are, if, if this is something that, and I don't want to project too much. It's just like from the email that I, that I feel like this person is just not into it, which is why they're emailing. Um, but I think it, I, I also think like resist, like, like it, it's the, the language, like you're, you're not like, I don't know. Re- resisting is maybe a strong language. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hope you're, it doesn't sound like your partner is like pressuring you. No to do this they just feel comfortable enough with you to tell you that they want to explore yeah and i wonder how you feel about opening things up because and i wonder how you feel about um your partner feels about not exploring this um outside of just a a sort of solo play you know like those are all things that are sort of important contextually for us to know in order to know how dire the situation is. Because the other thing is, is if this if this kink this, this fetish is so important to your partner and you don't want to open things up, then unfortunately you may have to break up. And the, people have broken up for smaller reasons before, and that's okay. Like it's just it's a, it's another thing that plays into the, the compatibility, and you just need to wait. You need to figure out what the weight of this kink is in yes. your relationship. But no, no one is like no reasonable boyfriend is expecting their partner to fulfill every single one of their needs. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we're worth having that conversation if that's something you're interested in. Um, and if not, I mean, yeah, see how I, I think Joel's advice has been great and I am only going to repeat it. So I'm going to silence myself. Silence. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Well, we have one very quick last email that I think is going to, we're just going to breeze through. Um, <laughs> Mitra, would you read it? Of course. When, if ever, do I reveal my short list of bi guys who have wronged me to the bisexual man I've recently started dating? I'm a gay man, pronouns he, him, XOXO. Okay, so I think we call this person bye-bye. Okay. (laughs) Very quickly, bye-bye. And that's spelled... Bye-bye flirty. (laughs) Bye-bye flirty. (laughs) And I think the answer very simply is, babe, you don't. You never do. (laughs) Why would you do this? Why would you do this? It's as though you would like I the next person I I date if they're a redhead I'm not going to reveal the list of redheads who have hurt me. I'm not going to reveal the list. You know, like it just doesn't like those bisexual men have nothing to do with the bisexual man that you're currently dating. Don't pathologize their bad behavior to bisexual men. Why would you share that list? Like just share a list of everyone who's hurt you. It can't. It can't. It simply can't just be bisexual men. Right. I guess I didn't think because I when I saw this email, I was like, oh, Joel's advice will be right now. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, I mean, that's certainly I'll I'll say I would not reveal a list of a a list to anyone I've recently started dating. (laughs) That's something for when when they're already in your hooks, baby. Yeah. If it's going to be revealed at all. Yeah, but if you're framing this as like, hey, you're bi and here's the bi guys who have hurt me, I don't know what that's going to get you. I don't know what that's going to get you but a world of grief from the bisexual community. Um, <laughs> don't do it. I don't know. If, I just don't think you should do it. I and just if, don't think you should here's do it. What, you know what? If Joel says don't do it, don't do, do it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly, I mean, it's fine to, to, sh- to sh- like rehash old ways that lovers have hurt you i think that's totally fine just do not frame it as like these are the bi guys who have hurt me specifically yes that feels crazy to me that's an extra layer that you need not express Mm -hmm. (laughs) but we celebrate you sharing your trauma and we celebrate you writing the list yeah we do (laughs) write the list (laughs) write the list get that out of your system pull up a google doc babe Oh, Make that the, list happen. The 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 notes app on my phone. What a wasteland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Write the list. <laughs> Write the list. Uh, okay. Okay. Well. Wow. Welcome back, Joel Kim Booster. We I love you. I'm so happy to be back. I'm so happy to be back. I'm so, even though we've been doing this for Zoom, uh, over Zoom for practically a year now, it still pains me that you're so far away, even though... It feels bad. It it feels different. It feels different that you're far. 
and it doesn't feel good. But we'll <laughs> we'll muddle I will on say through though, somehow. I'm liking Saturday energy. I'm liking Saturday energy too, and I think that it'll be a real turning point in our podcast. I cannot wait for the day, and I think it's coming soon when we record in person. Because that energy is will be so annoying. Unhinged. unhinged. <laughs> But I, I feel wait. it in the air. I feel it in the air. Maybe that can be soon. maybe that can be like our blackout episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when we're allowed to be together, we black like we we Bla- what we should do is we out. should record like two episodes and we show up drunk and then we just keep getting drunker during the first one and mm-hmm. then we record the second one completely blackout. blackout. <laughs> yeah. I and and Chelsea and Ryan both blackout as well. And July yes. when he listens to it must be blackout. Yeah, and I want I want the description being written blackout. <laughs> Joel and Mitra do another episode or whatever. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Title of that urgent care IDC. <laughs> what number? Who knows? Who could uh, say? Question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> oh God, I can't wait. Now we have to do it. Um Great. all right. Well, Mitra, I love you. Thank you. Um you. thank you, Chelsea. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, July. Thank you, everyone at Earwolf. Um, thank you, Mitra. Thank you, Joel. And if you want to write in urgentcarepod at gmail.com, 323-334-0371, leave us a voicemail and rate and review us five stars on iTunes because we, we need that. We need, <laughs> we need the serotonin boost that comes with a five-star review. <laughs> okay. okay. Bye. 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 <laughs>